This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sal Sports Radio 1019 FM, the band WFAN. The Yankees did their job, and now we'll be moving on to the series that we've all been waiting for really since before the year started. I mean, this is going back now since 2017. Obviously, they met again in 2019, both those series going to the Houston Astros, and now a chance at revenge yet again. Part three, Yankees, Strohs, ALCS, Here we go. Now the fun begins. Now, before we get into that, let's just rehash the laughing stock that is the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, how do you start a crap pitcher like Aaron Savali in Game 5 when you have an opportunity to start Shane Bieber or bullpen? And you knew once Francona made that bonehead decision, you know, unlike Boone, give Yankees all the credit in the world. They weren't looking ahead to the ALCS saying, hey, you know what? If we could squeeze by this game five with Tyone on the mound, we'd set up nicely with Cortez, regular rest, game one of the ALCS against the Strohs. We're going to need him. No, 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 no. Rain out. Boom. We're going with our best guy on short rest. We want to close this thing out and move on. That is a great credit to the Yankees, their staff, the whole organization for making that decision and taking advantage of the extra day. And going with the better starter because, you know, all due respect to Tyone, he stinks. Now, I mean, look, could he go out there and, and somehow hold the Astros down? I've seen crazier things. The best team doesn't always win. So before Yankee fans get nuts about, all oh, the Astros have been the best team for years and they're the best team in the regular season, doesn't always work that way. Especially when you go into this game one where it seems like, oh, Yankees play a game the day before, late game, celebrating, Verlander, Tyone. I mean, the odds are telling you, and everything logic is telling you, the Astros are going to blow them out, right? Well, we'll see. It doesn't work like that. But the Cleveland Guardians, with a ineptitude of all time making the decision to start Savali, who, by the way, only faced the Yankees a couple times this year and gave up 10 runs in nine innings. What did you think was going to happen, Tito? What did you think was going to happen? 
I won big money on the Yankees today because I knew, because I'm smarter than Terry Francona. I knew that if they started that stiff Savali, the Yankees were going to score a lot of runs in the first inning. Well, guess what happened? John Carl Stanton, wow, shocker, hit a home run off of Savali. I mean, what? well, it was as predictable as they come. And that's Terry Francona. Uh, time to retire, Tito. Uh, that, then the non-challenge with an obvious play. I mean, Cleveland is lost. And really, what baseball should do is disband the AL Central. They are a worthless group of franchises. Starting with the Twins, talk about the Guardians, and right on down the list. Worthless in the AL Central. So anyway, the fact that you knew Savali was starting, to me, took a lot of drama away from the game because I knew the Yankees were going to win at that point. I think Bieber being on the mound for Cleveland would have added some intrigue. But anyway, you give Nestor Cortez just an incredible amount of credit. I mean, how can you not love the dude? As you hear all the clips, he's the everyman, came from the gutter and had nothing and was written off and was never you know, going to be anything in the big league level. And all of a sudden he comes to the Yankees and he has been an ace for the Yanks. He has fit in perfectly. He's a great compliment in that rotation. I mean, more than a compliment, but still having a lefty that could be crafty to go with, you know, Cole and Severino in that rotation. We said coming into the postseason, this is the Yankees' best chance with their rotation in years with this group. This is by far the best going into the postseason that their rotation has looked one through three. And Cortez is a huge part of that. And, of course, you give credit to the offense doing, yeah, as expected, but still, they got to be able to go out there and get the job done, and that's how they are built to hit home runs. Stanton, home run. Judge, home run. Judge, after a slow start in this five-game division series, he picked it up, and now you feel confident about him. And really, this was just a warm-up series. It was a surprise, and I'm not knocking the Yankees here, but it was a surprise that it actually went five games. But you got to learn a little bit about the Yankees in the course of those five games. And maybe they learned a little bit about themselves. Remember, this is a team that was inconsistent in the regular season. Great start, bad middle, shaky close, although they did finish it out after a scare with the Rays. So you could have made a case either way, especially after getting down to one. You could have made a case where, hey, maybe the Yankees are going to get bounced. Now, it would have been a disaster, but you could have made that case. But it didn't happen. And it starts to me with the performance of Garrett Cole. So we learned in this series all the doubts that anybody had about Garrett Cole. He answered them. Does that mean that he's going to dominate every time out? No, but he did in this series. And you can have confidence that he should the rest of the way, or at least the majority of his starts the rest of the way, however far the Yankees go here. You trust Garrett Cole, especially with that big-time Game 4 performance. The offense does what it does, and you throw in a little Harrison Bader at the bottom of the order, guys that can put the ball in play and drive in runs, whether it's a sack fly, whether it's a home run, whatever it may be, base hits. You like the Yankees' bottom of the uh, bottom of the order. Oswaldo Cabrera chipping in, playing shortstop. And not only being the spark plug that he was all year long, but being versatile defensively and being a guy that can come up with a big hit. I mean, and on and on it goes. The Yankees have a lineup now that is much better balanced than in years past. This is their shot. The other thing you learned about the Yankees, where if Clay Holmes is going to pitch the way that he has in the last couple of games, now you're talking. 
Now, all of a sudden, the one weak link, if we talk about the Yankees starters being set up better this year going into the postseason than any year prior, if we talk about the lineup being more balanced and maybe better built for the postseason this year than years prior with Voight and Sanchez and all those strikeouts, you know, all the strikeouts that they had in the lineup, Gallo, whatever. So the lineup is better. The rotation is better. The one question that at least I had, and I think a lot of people did, was the Yankee bullpen. And you see what Peralta, what a difference he has been. I mean, he's been lights out, Wandy Peralta. Making history, too. Only pitcher ever to pitch in all five games of the division series. He's been lights out. But if you can combine him with the homes that looks more like the first half homes, now the Yankees have a shot. And this is their shot. If not now, when? How does the phrase go? It's now or never. It's now or never for these Yankees. I don't care that Houston had some rest. I don't care that they have their pitching lined up. I don't care that they have home field advantage. It's time. It is time to slay the dragon. It is time for the Yankees to get back to a World Series. You knew, you knew the path would be through Houston. It's unfortunate the way the Yankees, you know, closed out or had their second half of the regular season. Otherwise, maybe they'd be playing this series you know, with the home field advantage. But we know that that was not the case. We've known that for a while in the regular season. The Astros were better, whether it be head-to-head, whether it be overall, whatever. The Astros were better. But it doesn't mean that the Yankees can't get them in the best of seven. And I just feel, especially for the guys that have been here through it, especially Aaron Judge, first and foremost, Aaron Judge, this is more than just the ALCS. It's more than that. It's round three. This is years in the making. 2017's a long time ago now. Even 2019, we're removed from that. I mean, hell, we lived through a damn pandemic since. A lot has changed. A lot has happened since then. Round three. And it's time for the Yankees to get on the board in this series. And there will be great reward if and when they do. The World Series awaits. The biggest stage of them all will judge in his Yankees. You know, think about all the moves that it took to get here. Signing Garrett Cole, the, you know, the great finds, whether it's Cortez or whether it's Peralta, whatever. I mean, the Yankee, you look up and down the Yankee, a lot of uh, Matt Carpenter doing his job or Trevino. You know, the great trade for Bader now all of a sudden with him producing. Anthony Rizzo becoming a beloved New York Yankee in a short period of time. The Judge-Stanton combo. It's been a nice balance with the call, the call up with Cabrera. Severino finally back healthy and contributing. Now, as you said, signing Garrett Cole is a big factor in that as well. All these different moves have led to this point. And a lot of people doubted this Yankee team coming into the year. But if you looked at the landscape of the American League, it was really wide open outside of one team. The Houston Astros. That has been 
the reason. The Astros, whether it's cheating or whether it, you know, straight, and who knows what happened in 2019. We all know they were cheating in 2017, probably cheating a little bit too in 2019. But anyway, cheating or not, the Astros have been the roadblock for the Yankees to get back to their first World Series since 2009. Now's the time. And I don't want to hear about the underdog stuff, although the Yankees will be underdogs in this series. And I understand why game one, everybody in the world is going to be favoring the Astros because logically it makes sense. It's a baseball game. And the Yankees have shown you they are as good at playing baseball this year as anybody else. It may not have been consistent. It may not have always been pretty or enjoyable. But they can mash with the best of them. They've got three starters that can go out there on any given day and match the best starters in the game. And while they may not have a lights-out, clear-cut, dominant reliever, they've got a bullpen that could be pretty good, too. The pieces are in place. Aaron Boone is experienced now since coming aboard in 2018. He's learned. He's lost, and he's learned. This is it. I mean, this is what it's all about. This is what, for me, as a, if you're a Yankee fan, this is what you you wanted, Houston. The goals to get back to and win a World Series. You knew it was going to go through Houston. You know what? One more round. One more round. Now, if it doesn't go the Yankees' way, it's got to be back to the drawing board and what the hell do we got to do to improve our ball club? I mean, the Yankees have spent a ton of money. They've made trades. They've called up prospect, whatever. It, at some point, they got to break through here. This has to be it. This has to be it for them. Go slay the Dragon. Go beat the Houston Astros. And you know what the best part of the whole thing is? We don't even have to wait a day for it. It's coming up later on tonight as we officially turn to Wednesday morning here. Later on tonight, game one, ALCS, Yanks and Strohs. It does not get any better for Major League Baseball. And right now, this is the premier series for the Yankees. This is the team you wanted. This is the team you got. Let's see what this Yankees team is made of. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
Sal Okada back on the fans. 877-337-6666. Yankee celebration. I'm surprised. I've seen a bunch of the videos on Twitter and everything. I mean, look, I get it. And maybe the fact that it was a 4 o'clock start uh, enhanced the celebration. Because, you know, by the time everybody's done, it's 7 o'clock or 7.30, whatever time the game actually ended. And then they go out to the bars and hang out all night. But you're seeing people in the streets as if it were Game 7 of the World Series. Which is a little insane to me. This is game five, round one. We're just getting started here. The real fun begins now. You know, championship series, going to the World Series, I get it. I'm not, look, you win a, a playoff round, it's a big deal. I mean, I don't, even for the Yankees, it's been a while. So even if, if for the Yankees, you win a playoff round, you know, I'd enjoy it. But I was a little surprised to see the mobs of people outside of Yankee Stadium going absolutely nuts. After this win, uh, good for them. And you look, the Yankees had a celebration, and I wouldn't make too much of that. They're allowed to celebrate. I don't care if it's champagne or not. You, what, you don't think these guys go out during the season at night? I mean, they're probably, they probably will be in Houston asleep sooner or earlier than they would have been if this were a regular season, you know, Wednesday night. They'd be at party until 3, 4 in the morning. So just because they won and had a little champagne and, you know, whatever, you know, alcoholic beverages they're having, I wouldn't worry about that at all as far as it being a hangover. And the only thing that would concern me about game one would be the pitching matchup. But, hey, Verlander got knocked around his last time out against Seattle. And, you know, you never know what can happen here in these spots where everything, I'm always cautious of the obvious. All signs are pointing to an Astros win in game one. Well, that to me would make me a little wary if, you're looking to you know place a wager or whatever. I I, I jump on the Yankees. You're talking about you getting the Yankees at almost two to one underdogs. I would jump on the Yankees, Tyler or not, doesn't matter to me. But anyway, Yankees well deserved celebration into the night, and we'll be traveling to Houston for the ALCS game one later on today. And the schedule is weird. You got game one tonight, seven thirty seven first pitch, and then you have Thursday night. Today is Wednesday, so tomorrow's Thursday. I know it's weird because it still feels like Tuesday, but technically it's Wednesday. Follow me here on the overnight. I know I'm still trying to get used to it after two years of doing this stuff. I've had enough. Game one tonight, 7.35. Game two, Thursday, oh, excuse me, 7.37. Game two, Thursday, 7.37. Game three, Saturday. Now, I'm not sure if I like this or not. 5.07 start Saturday night. That's a rough one. Now, it's not a rough one. I mean, you're a diehard Yankee fan. You're going to watch the game. I get it. It's a huge game. However, it's a rough one if you've got a family and, and kids and you're working all week. What do you do on a Saturday? You know, at least if it were 7 o'clock, yeah, my wife would be probably passed out by 8, 9 o'clock. I could watch the first few games on the uh, first few innings on the iPad, and then boom, she's out, and I'm locked in. 5 o'clock, that's like, you know, prime dinner time. That sucks, 5 o'clock start on a Saturday. As a matter of fact, the more I think about it. Again, you're single, doesn't matter. You're married and you have a kid, you have to think about these things. I hate my new me. Who 20-year-old me would kick 43-year-old me's rear end. Sal, what are you talking about? I need to do that, have a conversation with my younger self. Or have my younger self have a conversation with me now. What are you doing, complaining about the overnight? You'd kill to have this job. Yeah, I know, but you don't get it. The hours are just tortured. A 507 start? I got a wife to hang out with. Anyway. Uh, Sunday, 7.07. Perfect. Don't care about the Sunday night football game. That goes, you have uh, Giants at 1, Jets at 4, right, if I'm not mistaken, and then right into the Yankees 
at 7 o'clock. Perfect. Uh, that's a perfect Sunday. Now, it's a full Sunday, but you'd be watching football anyway, so that doesn't matter. And who cares about the Dolphins Sunday night football game? Monday, 4 o'clock start. Hated it. I hate that. Come on, 407 on a Monday, the Yankees and Astros, what are we doing here? Uh, you, you're pushing, you're going to have the Phillies and Padres be the late game? That's ridiculous. Forget the West Coast, although that game will be played, that should be in Philly, that game anyway. Right, if I'm not mistaken. But 407 start on Monday, woof. That's a brutal, it's just, I hate that start time. I hate it. Similar to what we had today, I hate that. Tuesday, 6.07, all right, not awful, an hour and a half earlier, and then Wednesday, if there is a Game 7, you know, obviously it's if necessary, Games 5, 6, and 7, but 7.37, back to normal. So you have two wacky, or really three wacky start times. It's all over the place. 7.37, you get three of those. You have a 5.07, a 7.07, a 4.07, and a 6.07. So much for consistency. 877-337-6666. Tom is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's going on, Sal? So, uh, I like what you said about Terry Francona, too. I think they, I don't know what the owner of the Cleveland Indians did to him, but he tanked that team last night. What is he doing? I just don't get it. Not that they would have won anyway, but come on, that's embarrassing. He doesn't like Cleveland. He yeah. must be like, forget this guy with the baby thing, this other guy climbing the wall in the beginning of the season. I'll teach him how to hit, I'll put him in third, but then I'm out. You know, like. Yeah, you maybe you might be right. I was saying, or I think I tweeted it during the game. What does Frank Cohen got vacation plans this weekend? I mean, he was not managing like he was not managing that game like he actually wanted to win it. And, and going into it, I was saying to my wife too, Terry Frank Cohen seems better than Boone. I he, he, I don't know what it was. He felt better, and then last night, absolutely not. But I mean, hey. Well, anyway, he's, a, going he's a more experienced manager for sure. I mean, you know the track record. Look, Boone has improved. Boone is he's learned a lot, and we're going to see. I mean, he's got to get through the AL and get to the World Series, and then obviously eventually win one. But Frank Kona, clearly, you would think with all his experience and success that the Cleveland baseball team would have had an advantage in the dugout. It did not turn out that way, especially in Game Five, and it's not just. Francona versus Boone, it's the organization as well deciding who to pitch on short rest, what to do after the rain delay or the rain out, and obviously Cleveland made the mistake. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he was thinking there, but I mean, we hit a launching pad. The Yankees just, it feels good. Tomorrow we steal one with Tyone on the mound. You know what I mean? We're hot. They had 18 innings. They got a little rest. They got a little rust. You know, let's go steal one. Yeah, it, it, this, this is as bonus of a game as you can have, Tom, and thank you for the call, in an American League Championship Series in Game 1. This is a total, you're absolutely right, steal it. If the Yankees lose, it's going to be, all right, well, what'd you expect? Lost Game 1, just need to get Game 2. Have to split. But if they ever were able to get Game 1 in this series and then have the pitching lined up the way that they do, Severino, Cole, Cortez. You know, the only thing that I'd be concerned about with the Yankees in this series, I can't stand Tyone. Not personally. I mean, I have no idea who he is personally. He seems like a nice enough guy. Pitching-wise, I can't stand him. And the fact that you're going to have him potentially twice in games one and five, that's where I think the Yanks are at a bit of a disadvantage. But if they can somehow steal this one from Verlander and the Strohs, they're going to win this series. Now, I think they're going to win this series anyway. How exactly that's going to happen? I mean, if the Yankees are to win this series, i got to believe it's going to be 
large in part due to the offense. That's the one thing that has been the issue with them against the Strohs in 17 and again in 19. Not that the pitching was great, but it was the bats. The bats were the part of the club that underperformed in accordance to what they did in the regular season. And I feel like the bats are going to do their jobs this series. If they hit, they should be able to beat the Strohs because their pitching is much better than it's been in years past against Houston. Cole is in a groove. Looks like he's on a mission. Severino is as tough a competitor as the Yankees have or have had. And Nestor is just nasty. Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Sal, can you pinch me and, and hopefully I wake up and see you know, September and a Metro in the playoffs? I mean, I'm so disgusted. I can't believe it. Now we got the Phillies winning game one. They're three wins away, and, and they're on, on some cloud right now. It's, it's, it's making me sick. And I'm getting messages every day whether the Yankees winning or the Phillies winning. So I got, I'm getting a double whammy here. It's like 2009 all over again, except it's oh, way, God. way worse from the Phillies' perspective. Look, the Yankees are – and I look, I get it. You're in New York. There's going to be trash talk. I get the same thing from my Yankee fan friends or, or Yankee uncles or whatever. But forget about that because the Yankees are a good ball club. They deserve to be here. This is their shot. They got to go beat the Astros. They're, they are kind of – at least where I expected them to be – at this particular point. The Phillies, the Mets were 14 games better than the Phillies. And I can't believe it. Eh, me neither. That's what's sickening. And it's not even that I hate the Phillies because I really don't even care. I mean, I hated the Phillies in 07, 08. Their fans are difficult to take at times, but they're front-running. They're front-running frauds, all with a PH, yep. by the way, because they care about the Eagles, which is fine. But now... The, the Phillies, I mean, who finished 14 games back of the Mets. The Mets absolutely own them this year. Now you're seeing the Phillies, led by Zach Wheeler, to boot three wins away from the World Series. How? Oh, and and uh, I did tune into their radio station, and and one of their hosts were, were getting on us. Oh, we're sticking to the Mets. Maybe if they had more fans or, I don't know, they said more fans or scouts go to the Wheeler's Grapefruit League games, they would have had them. What does that got to do with anything? We didn't sign them because we had the ownership that couldn't spend money. Well, yeah, that's a – I don't know. They, I mean, again, they probably got their, their nose too deep in uh, Nick Sirianni and what the Eagles are doing, you know, to, to draw plays during the preseason than they do about what, go, what was going on with Zach Wheeler. It was a different organization at the time, different ownership, different general manager. So I'm sure that ownership had restrictions on finances, and then that forced Van Wagenen to try to get cute, and he thought that trading for Stroman – was going to be the better play and letting Zach Wheeler go. And look, these are moves. Meanwhile, they, the Mets back then could have traded for JT Realmuto. They didn't. They could have made an effort to sign Machado or Bryce Harper. They didn't. So this is years. Look at Bryce now. Yeah, well, right. This is years of the making. Bryce and Machado or in the NFC. I'd rather NLC. have him than Lindor. <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, and I'm not, there's not a knock on Lindor, but yeah, we all said it at the time. We begged and pleaded the Mets needed Machado or they needed to make a run at Harper. And it got to a point where why even waste our breath? We knew it wasn't going to happen. Same thing with Real Muto. So the point is, Phillies deserve credit for being aggressive, but the way that they played this year, and I know that they were significantly better after firing Joe Girardi, but still, I saw it with my own eyes. You saw it in game one. 
were bowling yeah. almost throwing. I was like, oh, I was like, this is going to be the three-run uh, walk-off. <laughs> right, and Machado couldn't get the job done, and neither could Josh Bell, who looked awful. But point is, the Mets were so much better than the Phillies, it's got to be sickening for the Mets fan to watch the Phillies and, three wins away from the series. And Sal, remember I called you every night we had those great wins, the, the no-hitter, the seven-run comeback, and then the con. And then I remember that, that summer night in July when I was like, I hope Gene Secor is not going to the uh, Dominican Republic or Putacana because that's where the ball. Remember how we were like, oh, the Phillies are done. The way they came back, I, I mean. Well, they barely game. made it. I mean, it, it, the Phillies were done. They finished 14 games back of the Braves and the Mets. They were they hung on to barely win a wild card from the Brewers in the final couple of weeks. They shouldn't even been a playoff team. It's amazing. That's why you just got to get in. So that makes me realize, you know what? Don't put so much emphasis on Yeah, you want to win a division, but what – I know Braves fans, that's all they care about is winning the division. But for us, if we won the division and we lost in the first round like they did, we, we'd be like, oh, throw that division bad. They don't even hang it up. The thing is, you just got to get in. But the Mets, didn't, they just got in, but they, they weren't the team that was going to get hot this year. I, I am – well, no, they were not. And I think even if – and thanks for the call, Chris. And I understand your frustration. Even if the wild card series was best of five, they weren't beating the Padres. The Mets just didn't have it. They're, Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, didn't, it just wasn't good enough. You saw what a dominant pitching performance looks like when you saw Zach Wheeler go out there and shut down the Padres. That is what you need. You've seen the Yankees show some toughness, show some grit. And I get that the the Guardians stink, whatever. But still, the Yankees were up against it on the road, game four elimination situation. That's a big-time performance from that club. Yankees doing what they've done all regular season long, hitting home runs, Garrett Cole pitching well, Nestor Cortez pitching well, bullpen doing their job. So it's not about the Mets. They just weren't good enough. But when you look at the postseason format overall and see a team like the Phillies, and who cares what the Braves think about winning the division, if the Mets won the division and lost to the Phillies, I mean, I'd be even more embarrassed. That's worse than not winning the division and losing the wild card to the Padres. Winning the division and then going down in four games to the Phillies, that's worse. But the fact that the Phillies are now three wins away from the World Series, I just can't believe it. So I guess you don't need good defense then. Think about all that's happened with the Phillies. They barely made the playoffs. They had a a decent regular season. Well, they end up with 87 wins. Decent regular season, much better after firing Joe Girardi. Which, by the way, maybe that'll happen one day with the Mets. I hate to even say it or think about it, but maybe... You know, they move on from Buck Showalter if if they can't get things going and maybe you have a similar effect. I like Buck, and he's better than Girardi, but maybe that old-school type um, prevents the clubhouse from being loose. I, I don't know. I'm just – the way that it's worked for the Phillies has been remarkable because I thought for certain when they hired Girardi, they'd become a good ball club. Anything but. You know what Keith, Keith Hernandez got a lot of flack for when he was talking about the Phillies not playing good fundies. And you know why he said that? Because they don't. But it doesn't matter now. They signed Power. Harper, they went out and traded for Real Muto. They signed Schwarber. Zach Wheeler, obviously they have Nola. Their bullpen was in shambles. Now all of a sudden it's good. With Sir Anthony or whatever the hell his name is and Alvarado closing things out. I just, I can't believe the crummy, crappy Philadelphia Phillies who I watched with my own eyes get lit up by the Mets this year. I can't believe that they're three wins away from the World Series. Ivan is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Ivan? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Uh, two points. Jared uh, Cole is the, is the newly 
catfish hunter because he allows home runs all the time. Uh, I'm not too crazy. I mean, I know he's been pitching well lately, but those home runs always, you know, get in the way. Also, well, it didn't. It didn't in game. No, it didn't in game four. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm just saying it didn't in game four. He gave up a solo homer, but he still maintained the lead. And the Yankees had a three spot. He gave up only two runs. That to me is the sign of an ace. You, they give you a lead. You don't give that up. Cole did his job, even with allowing a home run. Correct. Uh, Second point. uh, The the reason I feel good, and I'm a Yankees fan, is because the Mariners did lose three games to one, but two of those games. They lost just barely. They, they lost the game in the ninth inning with two outs, and they lost that 18-inning game. So the Seattle gave them all they could handle. We can do better than that. Well, I mean, maybe. Look, you never know. Uh, you you don't want to – Seattle's a different team than the Yankees. Yankees are better and deeper. You know, and I know Seattle made the trade for Castillo, and he's nasty. Look, Alvarez is a hell of a player. He won that series for the Strohs. So if the Yanks can figure out a way to, you know, not get beat by Jordan Alvarez – I think they'll be in decent shape here. But I finally feel like the Yanks have the pitching to match the Strohs, and I do think they have the lineup that can outdo the Astros. Well, I hope you're right, because I'm, I'm a big, uh, a big uh, uh, first baseman. I'm a big fan. I, I love him. I love the, uh, the fact that we kept him. Who are you talking about now? The first baseman. Rizzo? Rizzo. I, yeah. I love Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo's great. Uh, yeah. He has experience, and uh, he gets along really well with the team. I love Rizzo. I yeah. think Rizzo's great. Passionate guy. Fits in well here in New York and with the Yankees. Yeah. Good glue guy. And thanks for the call. If I remember, a guy who's had experience winning a World Series with the Cubbies a few years back. So uh, Rizzo's been valuable. And remember, there was talk about the Yanks and potentially Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson. I think Rizzo's the better fit. Matt Olson would have been the Brian Cashman typical move. A guy who strikes out a ton and hits a lot of bombs. I don't look at Olsen as a good player. I know he had a good year. You look at it stats-wise, like I said, where they don't value the strikeout. Oh, they don't care about the strikeout. It's just all about the homers. And Olsen hit some big home runs. He can be pitched to. Good pitchers should be able to pitch to Matt Olsen. So Rizzo, and look, not that Rizzo can't be pitched to, but the intangibles that Rizzo bring to me are very valuable. And the defense alone makes Rizzo a plus player. When you get gold glove type defense like that, that's a great thing. And the Yanks haven't had that. They remember they upgraded their defense. They balanced out their roster. Brian Cashman put together a different type team. Now, even though it's different, they're in the same spot right here. They've been here before 2017, 2019. What's going to happen now? 2022. Is this finally the year that they get over the hump that has been the Houston Astros and get to a world series? I put my money where my mouth is. I got 500 on the Yanks winning this thing. I did that before the postseason started. Yanks, to, and it was 2-1 to one odd. So I'm going to be up over a grand because I already have some money in there uh, from the Braves, all the Braves wins. Remember, I was trying to jinx the Braves by betting on them. Turns out, even I could not jinx the Braves. But putting 500 on the Yankees to go to the World Series, I, I, I really believe that this is... Now, I don't know if they're going to win it or not. Although, by the looks of it, uh, you know, at that time, who thought that it was going to be the Phillies or Padres? But I really do feel like the Yanks, this is, it's got to be the time. You can't keep banging your head against the wall. And the Yanks actually tried something different this time. If it doesn't work, then what? Remember, other teams used to do this to the Yankees in the 90s. Where it was like, oh, how are we going to get over the hump? How are we ever going to beat the Yankees? 
well, how come the Yankees, with their resources, with their payroll, with all their intelligence and analytics and all that, why can't they build a better team than the Houston Astros? It's time. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. So, Fleegs, do you know uh, Salicata, by the way, back on the fan? You know Zach Brazilier? I know you guys used to have him on a lot with JJ, right? He's JJ's boy. Yeah, big Mets fan, college expert. Right, New York Post. Yeah, he covers uh, college sports in the New York Post and does other stuff, too, for the Post. I follow him on Twitter. He follows me, whatever. I, I don't think I've ever met him. I don't know if I've had him on, but... I have met him. Very nice guy. Yeah, so uh, whatever. It's no big deal. I feel like there's a, I thought, you know, mutual respect there. And by the way, it, you, you can call people out on Twitter and still have that mutual respect. So he called something out that I said. I tweeted earlier, Cleveland is a joke, and they rightfully got embarrassed by the clearly superior team. Uh, Naylor is a clown. Francona needs to retire. Now the real fun begins. Uh, now the real fun begins. Whatever. But he took issue with me saying that, so he responded saying going the distance against a team that was significantly better during the regular season and was a heavy favorite is getting embarrassed. So, Fleegs, I ask you, do you think Cleveland embarrassed? And I was talking about game five specifically. Do you think Cleveland, do you think using that word embarrassed is over the top for Cleveland? If you're only talking about game five, I don't. Because like you said, Cleveland with the rain out, we talked about how it helped all the pitching. The Yankees bring Nestor back on short rest. He dominates the Guardians. Cleveland could have done the same thing with Shane Bieber and at least given them a chance or gone to a bullpen game. They chose to put a guy on the mound who gave them no chance in the world to win that game, and it was over before the first inning ended. Right. So, yeah, they embar- it just in the context of how they handled Game 5. And Correct. Yeah, you want to celebrate the fact that they did push a team that is significantly better. There are two players on the Yankees make more money than the entire Guardians payroll. These small market teams are a joke. The Yankees never should have been in a Game 5 with them. So if you want to give Cleveland credit for getting to this point, that's fine. When they had a chance to win the series at home, they couldn't do it. And then when they had the chance to, all right, you know, Garrett Cole is a great pitcher. Maybe you can't do anything against him. Right. When they had a chance to kind of give themselves a real chance you to, to, to stack pitcher. up their pitching and give them a legitimate chance and say, all right, we're taking away your matchup advantage and making this as even a playing field as it could possibly be. They said no thing. And then again, Terry Francona in the the, cha- the not challenging the play at first. Oh like, my God, listen, that is I, as bad I like as I've Girardi. seen. You always liked Girardi. Yeah, killed him for it in the 2017 ALDS. Became a footnote because the Yankees came back and won. Well, now because Cleveland lost, even though that play probably wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. Agreed. Yeah, you remember things like that because when you're already questioning the manager and his decision making going into who's the starting pitcher, when you see something like that happen in the game and he's asleep at the wheel, yeah, you're going to question. And I'll take it a step further. The whole Josh Naylor thing, he he embarrassed himself and the team. That is So those three factors. And yeah, he embarrassed every single oh. one of us. And you almost feel bad for his teammates yeah, that they they're associated it. with that. But Josh Naylor. Yeah, but somebody should tell him whether he, it's Frank He embarrassed Cohen. the team. And he poked the bear. And oh it was my God. stupid on every level. They they got, and that's the point. Obviously, for the series overall, right? I was surprised that it went five. I mean, most people were picking them in four. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, they're going to take care of Cleveland in three. But you know what? Their bullpen was pretty good. And you do give them credit for winning a couple games. But my point of that tweet was specifically for game five, where they embarrassed themselves several times over, starting with Savali. That's the whole point. You Like, did Francona not think 
that this was an elimination game? How do you start that scrub and then a must-win game on the road in Yankee Stadium? By the way, if you want to tell me that you can't go with Bieber because of the shoulder issue, fine. Pick one of the 9 billion lightning arms you got in the pen and start them at the very least in the first inning against the top part of the order. How can you start this scrub Savali who predictably got lit up? That was embarrassing for the entire organization. The non-challenge, embarrassing because it's as blatant as a call as you can see. And then, of course, Naylor with the rock and the baby embarrassed himself and anybody who's associated with Cleveland sports with that stupid thing. And the bullpen ends up becoming something that, again, if you're a Cleveland fan, it's going to bother you forever because Savali doesn't even get out of the first inning anyway. So in the end, you would have asked for just literally a couple more outs from the entire bullpen. And who knows at that point, maybe if it's a close game, if it's 1-1, if it's 2-1. Maybe Everything they're able changes. to change, get something else across. It's a completely different vibe, a different feel. You know that if you're down one, uh, two, one, you know, it's just a one run deficit or you're tied versus all of a sudden you're down multiple runs against the New York Yankees in a winner take all game in Yankee Stadium completely changes the feel for your team when you're already the big underdog. So, yeah, that matters. And they could have, they could have given themselves a much better chance. Yankees probably still win the game. Yeah, sure. Yankees had to win the game. There was no excuse for them not to win it, but Cleveland didn't help themselves. Oh, my God. And Right. It's not like if they would have started Bebo or anybody in the bullpen and lost, whatever. But the fact that you started Savali, who 99.9% of the people looking at that said, what are you doing? And listen, to, to the other point, up. the Yankees, when they had a chance to, you know, they were starting Jamison Tyone on Monday because they did not have another choice. Right. It had to be once Tyone. Once they got another choice. Once, they had, once the window was open for them to make another choice, even on short rest, yeah, no question about it, you go to your much better pitcher. And they could have easily said, hey, you know what? We're going up against Savali anyway. We're at home. We're better than this team. Nestor's already over his innings limit. Yeah. He's never done anything like this we before. We trust Tyone right. to at least give us a serviceable three, four innings, whatever. We could get to the pen and be lined up if we advance. No. And that's why I give the Yankees credit because they said, forget the future. We got to win this game. And they pitched Cortez on short rest, making certain, making sure that they weren't going to get beat. Right. You do. And again, we always debate that. Should you look ahead? Should you not look ahead? There were the debates when the Mets were thinking about it a couple weeks ago. The Yankees got it right. Who worries about Houston? Cleveland was worried about Houston. Well, guess what? Cleveland's going home. They're not facing Houston. Now the Yankees can worry about Houston. If it set you up for a disadvantage, all right, maybe you'll find out. You don't even know if that's true yet. We'll find out later tonight and in the rest of the series. We know that Cleveland took that gamble and lost. It blew up in their faces. And in just embarrassing fashion. I don't care that the guy righted the ship, Savali, in the last couple of starts. His numbers going in were against the Yankees, two starts or two games against the Yankees, 10 earned runs in nine innings. How in the world can you make that decision? For a guy who's won World Series before with Frank Honor, like, come on, that to me is where I was saying embarrassing. Anyway, we appreciate Zach uh, chiming in on Twitter. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Bensonhurst. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. uh, Here's the deal. uh... You all right? No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I know you were in a bad mood the last week with the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan, but you know what? I'm a realistic Yankee fan, and my prediction is this: Houston. Well, it's order. They're going to eliminate them, maybe four straight. 
I mean, that's it. I'm just being, but I, hey, but I'm just Boom. being realistic. You, so they're gone. They're not being, listen, everybody's going on and on about it. They want to, they're not being that team. That team owns them. Who? Who, the Yankees? They're going four straight. Oh, come on, Eric. Oh, come no, on. Hey, Sal, listen. Yeah. Hey, the Mets, come on. Hey, the Atlanta took care of the Mets. So what? What about the Mets? The Mets are relevant. We're talking about no, the Yankees no, no, and Astros. You know what's amazing? No, no. You, you listen. Can you explain to me just for let? How did the Dodgers even? They won 111 games. <laughs> how did the Dodgers lose? So what? See, I heard your thing before with the Phillies and Padres, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's psychotic. I mean, you just see that's why it's so unpredictable. But the thing is, all right. But you're predicting. But you come on. Everything's unpredictable, and you come on, and the first words out of your mouth are you're predicting a sweep from the. No, Astros. no, no. Well, because I'm being realistic. Because hey, 15, 17, 19. That team owns them in the playoffs. They're, are you telling it's, me? We're years from removed that from that perspective. Do you have any confidence that Bone is going to beat the Houston Astros? Yes, I, I don't do. Think so. They're I gone. Do. They're, no, they're, <laughs> not, they're so, not gone. Well, four, five, six. Take no, your pick. They're just getting started, and they're not gone. They're just getting started. Yeah, I think the Yankees could beat the Astros. Well, I don't think the hey, Astros Sal, are, are you becoming? A, I mean, a little facetious, sarcastic. Are you? It sounds like you're sort of a Yankee fan now. Oh, no, no, I'm giving. I'm giving my opinion. <laughs> because I don't know. You're, you're actually more hopefully optimistic than I am. I know they're same. The well, only reason. People forget in July the only two games they won. Dusty Baker he pitched oh the my judge. God. Eric, against- I can't take it anymore. Thank you. See you later. A, I'm a broadcaster right now, not a fan. I don't do the fan stuff. I told you. I mean, I grew up a Met fan. That's what I. That's how it is. I don't run and hide from that. But I could talk about the Yankees the same way I could talk about the Mets. That's my job. That's what I do. So it doesn't matter who I grew up rooting for. Right now, the Yankees are clear of the story. The Mets are out. They're toast. The Mets embarrass themselves. They're out. It's about the Yankees. And you're asking me, what, I don't think the Yankees could beat the Astros? Why not? Did you think the Phillies could beat the Braves? Did you think the Dodgers would lose in the first round? Anything can happen. The sport has shown you that. Sports have shown you that. I just feel like it's the Yankees' time. Now, I mean, I did think the Yankees were going to beat them in 2019. And I felt like every year, probably since 2017, that the Yankees are going to break through one of these years. They're the Yankees. They're expected to. So, yes, I do think they're going to win out. That's just my opinion. What does it matter? Same thing. You can make predictions. They're they're useless. But I wouldn't be going in this series and all oh, the Yankees have no chance. Yankees. That's stupid. I don't think the Astros are unbeatable. They're good. Nobody's unbeatable. Nobody. And the Yanks, right, look, Aaron Judge, did you think Aaron Judge was going to hit 62 home runs this year? I bet you didn't. Aaron Judge is on a mission. He had a historic regular season, an MVP season, the greatest walk year in the history of walk years. Breaking the AL home run record along the way. Nearly winning a triple crown. And he is the one since 2017 that has had to wear this the most, losing to the Astros. He's the one. Because he's been the star of this team front and center. There's one thing left that he's got to do. Well, actually two things. Got to get to one and then win to a World Series. Get to and win a World Series. And the way to do that is through the Astros. 
I almost feel like Judge is going to will this team to victory one way or another. How you feeling, Marco? You're a big Yankee fan. They beat the Cleveland Guardians. How you feeling, though, about the Strohs? You think this could be the year? No. Wow. I have no confidence in them winning this year. What's wrong with you guys? Hey, you asked my honest opinion. Do I want it? Yeah. Do I think no, I that know. they're going to win this division? No, I don't I don't see them winning this series. I don't buy it. it goes they're still long. not hitting. They're hitting. They hit a buck 80 in this series. They get a couple of home runs, and that's what they're able to do, but they're still not consistently able to hit, and it's been a bugaboo for a long time, and now you got set up with Jamison Tyone to throw two games in a seven-game series. No, I don't feel very good. Yeah, Houston hasn't been playing great anyway. It's been Jordan Alvarez's show. I, mean, uh, I get it. Uh, that whole lineup, Altuve has destroyed the Yankees for years. Yeah. Alvarez, they've got their pitching. I mean, Valdez and Verlander, uh, I know, has been weak. Right, He's been off lately. But still, he's still Verlander. Oh, one bad game. Don't you get the feel, though? So now the, the popular take is going to be, well, the Yankees just had a play game yesterday, late night, celebrating, flight there, pitching not lined up. How could they possibly, with Tyone versus Verlander, how could they possibly win that game? Isn't that in sports when the unthinkable happens all the time? Yeah, no, I can actually, believe it or not, I can give you a good case to win game one. I can. I just don't think they can win four out of seven. That's the problem. I just don't, I, I don't, look, even if you tell me that Severino will pitch well, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll listen to that. Garrett Cole will pitch well twice, even if they go the full seven on three days rest. Yeah, absolutely, right. okay. And Cortez will only have one start, but he'll pitch well in his start. Yeah. Yes, um, I hear you, and I can understand. Is Tyone going to pitch well twice? No. But is he going to give me maybe one game? All right. The problem. Yeah, they can't have him go twice. they got to figure something out. They have else no out. choice. There's no off days between right, games but six what and about seven. like Herman or a bullpen game Herman or something? Torched by the Astros yeah, last time out, true. and they're he's just not a good matchup in my mind. God, but, Tyone in two games, right? That's a problem. Also, what again, about Frankie Montas? Where's his oh, rear please, end? Yeah, please, no. <laughs> please. <laughs> what a useless. The fact that he would even be thought to be on this roster to me is a joke. But they're discussing it. I'm sure on the plane. To me, I, I would need a lot of alcohol to help me out with Frankie Montas on the roster. Is he healthy or no? Right they, now, they. I mean, from what they're talking about, Marinaccio and Montas, there was a conversation of whether or not. They're healthy enough to be on the roster. And no Benatendi, right? They said Benatendi no Benatendi sounds yeah. like he's done. Right. Uh, LeMahieu, they'll still discuss it, but I, that, I, that's a pipe dream. I don't see Which is crazy getting. that it feels like they don't even miss LeMahieu. Meanwhile, he was their best hitter last time these two teams played. I disagree. Played the I think they definitely miss him. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't feel like, I mean, you know, they won the series. They, they they've been hitting the home runs. Like I said, the home runs are there. They, yeah. they still consistently don't put the bat on the ball. And I get it. Like, all right, you home run. If, to me, I know you just talked about Judge. Mm-hmm. There are three guys that have to 100% hit in this series. Otherwise, it's over quick. Judge, Stanton, Rizzo. These three guys don't hit. Forget the whole series. I don't care what Trevino gives you, Harrison Bader, Glaber Torres. Those three guys don't hit. It's over. If all three of them hit and you get contributions from other spots like Glaber, I mean, Josh Donaldson, I wash it away because I don't believe he'll ever contribute. But maybe Donaldson, right. Cabrera, Peraza is probably going to be a player in right. this series. Yeah, I just yeah, they don't can use believe LeMahieu that. Back. You're right, and they can move now. I would move Stanton to left field and have LeMayu DH potentially. That's a way to go. I don't buy that Stanton can play the outfield, and I think. Well, and then, then what are you bat- going to do though? Because then you're going to have you're going to take Donaldson out and put LeMayu at third. I don't think LeMayu is in the roster. I right, think well, Peraza plays short. Right. I think Cabrera plays left. Well, now Peraza's the short. I mean, that's I, it. I don't dude. think they have a Excuse choice. Excuse me. Uh, you, you think they're going to bring him up? I'm going to Peraza, Peraza not Cabrera. I'm, I'm going to Cabrera and left. Wow. I have to. I don't think Stanton has physically the ability to play left field and still hit. 
I think you're going to break him down. Wow, I need his so bat you're, more you're than I need his legs. Then Peraza in the lineup. I'm throwing yeah, Peraza maybe. short and, and giving the kid you a might chance. Be right. And I'm also trying to light the, the give the club a little bit of a spark. Cabrera gives them a spark that they don't have. He's got to be in the lineup. Uh, Cabrera uh, has Cabrera, to be in the lineup. Yeah, he's been a stud for them. And let's be fair, he didn't look comfortable at short. He's. I know he's been moved all over the place. He's been great everywhere. He looked uncomfortable in short in the game and a half that they had him over there. So to me, put him back in left field. Put Peraza at short. Stand your DH. Carpenter See, is your, they could your do that the if they feel like Peraza is not ready. Then they would go with my theory of trying to get Stanton in left. Now it depends if it depends who's healthy. Is Lemayu healthy or not? Because if he's not, then maybe it's irrelevant. Then well, they're I go mean, with- you maybe use Carpenter as the DH in that in that scenario. I just look if you tell me. Well, Stanton, who's going to play left though? If you tell me Stanton can play left field every day oh, right, and he's not right. going to be compromised physically, okay, absolutely, I'm all for it. I just don't believe that they haven't got the guy in left field yeah, since no, what the I first half it. of the season. And I need his bat more than anything else. I'm not worried about whether or not, you know what I mean, like if Carpenter can give me this or if this guy can give me that. If Stanton's bat is not there, they can't win the series. Would so you put, I need that. Would you consider Carpenter on left? I would not. No, I don't think he physically can do it either. Yeah. And, and you're also playing him out of position. Yeah. And that's a big left field. And by the way, I don't even trust Carpenter's bat anyway. I mean, I know he had a great start. I, I just... Look, if you're the if it's the carpenter that we saw in the time that he well, was there, yeah, in the course, first half, yeah. Who knows? He's had two at bats since August, right? And right. August eighth at that. It's not like it was you know the end of August. I, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of options. I think there's there's candy like oh DJ Lemayhew, oh mm-hmm. Matt Carpenter. Like there's these shiny objects that you know and you reminisce on, but in reality. You got Carpenter where you don't know. He's had two at bats. Lemayhew's on one foot. Like I don't see Astros a, in what five. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't like this matchup Whoa, at all. As he's wearing the Yankee hat, Astros in five. I don't. Whoa. Are you trying to jinx it? Reverse jinx Look, situation? I, I would love for that to be the case. And everybody knows I've been wrong a billion times. I don't like this matchup. The Yankees don't hit consistently. Never mind to hit Verlander, Valdez, Javier. Anybody that they're throwing out there, the Yankees haven't touched so, the Astros. All right. Here's one more question before we get to the update for you. Five o'clock. Saturday. Are you off Saturday now? Back to your back. I'm your, off Saturday night. Okay. You're off Saturday night. Correct. Wife, kids, mm-hmm. five o'clock Saturday. Mm-hmm. What's that situation looking like? You're going to be able to watch that game uninterrupted? Yeah. That's not even a question. Really? That's not even a question. Now, un- uninterrupted, look, if the kids are home, they'll bounce around. They'll, you know, my son will jump over my face. Wife's not like Marco. You've been working like an animal overnights all these days. Like Saturday nights are one night. You're gonna sit here and watch three hours, four yeah, hours. No, of she wouldn't even. She wouldn't even blink. She know it looks playoffs. How many years you been married? Uh, what is it? Eleven. Okay, eleven. I mean, once you get past the decade, it's probably like yeah. We're we're together over twenty years. Oh. She, if she doesn't know by now, right. you missed the boat. Right. I'm getting like that. At, oh geez, like seven years together. It's yeah, like, no. oh. Yeah, no, no. Again, look, she's got I, – she may not be happy, although I will say this, like even before I left, I had watched the game like in parts today because afternoon, trying to pick up the kids, but all that yeah. other nonsense. She had the game on. She was trying it while she was working. She works from home. She was even looking in on it. All she right. likes the playoffs. Oh, she God. likes My wife could not it. be more opposite. Fleegs is still in the honeymoon phase where him and his wife, everything's great. You've been married, what, several months here? Right, but so, she's also a sports fan, at right. least for some of the sports. Like she's a big Mets fan, football fan, so – most of the time, she's happy to watch. Well, let me ask this, though. Like, big sports fan before she met you, or you made her a big sports fan? No, b- before she met me. All right, it's different. Because mine, in the beginning, it was like, oh, yeah, no, I love watching all this stuff. That trickles away. As time yeah. goes on, all of a sudden, it's we have to watch this game, too. Listen, I, she doesn't love the, on Sundays, don't bother me for oh, 10 God, hours. Yeah. I'm not moving from this spot. <laughs> right. But, you know, Mets, Jets, and she went to Penn State, too. So that that she's all fine with. 
Yeah, I, when I start to throw in like the Islanders and sometimes if the Knicks are ever good, forget it. I might yeah. get the eye roll, but for the teams that at least for now matter, she's on. I the went Knicks in enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. I went in not wanting to marry a sports fan, thinking it would just be too much, which I do think it would have been. However, there are certain times where it's like, huh, maybe if she had an inkling of interest, it would be a little bit more uh, either enjoyable or just easier. I'm telling you, five o'clock Saturday. You know, I'm working the two jobs, the overnight, you get the baby, 18 months at home. Right. Saturday's the yep. football Sunday. Yeah, no, that's the day. Saturday's the day. It can't be, well, I just worked all week and I got all day football Sunday. Oh, and by the way, Saturday night. And by the way, it's not even Mets. If it were Mets, at least. Right. It's it's the Yankee game, which I have to, like, that may have to be a DVR situation. I, I don't know, but 5 o'clock, at least if you make it 8 like I said, my wife will fall asleep by 7.30 and I can watch the game. I'm good to go. 5 o'clock is, you're ruining my life, Manfred, with this schedule. You can't schedule a game, a Yankee game, at 5 o'clock on a Saturday, for goodness sake. Now, I will throw this in. Now, don't be surprised if I get, I'll get home at 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. I'll probably get in like a two-hour nap, three-hour nap at best. We're probably going pumpkin picking by like 10, there 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. So there's going to be stuff that's going to have to get done. The thing is, by 5 o'clock, my fat ass is still going to be on the couch <laughs> in front of the TV watching that game. Now, I forgot. I Hooker got by Crook, we're too. figuring that out. Yeah, pumpkin picking too Saturday, but at least that's early on. By the time that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. That's going to be a no-sleep situation. Tough. Right. I will sacrifice sleep. I am not sacrificing uh, game three of the ALCS. Uh, you want to do an update here or what? Uh, I mean, I don't really do it. Do we we got to do this. What is going on? We got to do the spot, just, right? Just do the, oh, yeah, you have a sponsor? All right, just uh, hit the update then. I don't even care. <laughs> we'll get back to your calls in a second here. 877-337-6666. No, uh, yes, we'll take a you, – you just throw to the update here, please, and we'll come right back. No update here. I could hear Chernoff if he's listening. Man, get to, get to the – he'd be killing me right now. Well, but, again, we don't need the yeah. – the Yankees won. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.